The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the third Sunday in the Lenten season. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 to 14, where the Apostle Paul writes, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. That is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Here Paul is talking about giving us direction and encouragement on how to live as believing children of God. And, and as he gives us that encouragement, he said, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. In our services, what we regularly do is begin our services with a confession of our sins. We confess our sins, we look to Jesus for forgiveness, and, and then what we do is we look to the Holy Spirit for his help to fight against the sin that's in our lives, to live better Christian lives. We look to him for help for that. And, well, we want God to help us with living Christian lives, living as he would want us to live, but for that to happen, we need to expose our, our sin for what it really is. We're all sinful, and for that matter, we're even more sinful than we'd probably like to admit to anyone, Paul said. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. When we look at the commandments which makes our sin visible. How can we do anything but just go to God and beg him for his forgiveness? As we study God's law, it just tells us over and over again how we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No, just looking at the commandments briefly, is God always in the number one position in our lives? Is God always pleased with the ways in which we use his holy name? Do we always treasure and use God's word as often as he wants us to use it? Do we always honor and respect the authorities that God has placed over us? Oh, God says, you shall not murder. But how often do we have feelings of anger or even hatred toward the people around us? And here, what does God even say? God says, love even your enemies. And sometimes we struggle with loving even those who are supposed to be our friends. Are we the kinds of husbands and wives that God would really want us to be? Are our thoughts 
and actions always pure and decent? Or are we happy that our friends and our loved ones can't read our minds and see the thoughts that may go through them? How often do we say things about other people in order to make them look bad, thinking that that might make us look good? How often do we fall prey to the advertising that's in our sinful world that is teaching us to never be satisfied with the, with the wonderful and the abundant blessings that God gives to us and to instead covet always more and more and things that maybe we can't and shouldn't have. When, when God says, seek first God's kingdom and his, guide and his righteousness, when we, we're after things and earthly possessions, Yes, we're all sinners, and the fact of the matter is is that we don't even know how often we really break God's law. We don't know all the sin that's in our lives. That's why King David encourages us to say with him, who can discern his errors, forgive my hidden faults. See, now it's depressing and humbling to look at God's law closely, and we, we haven't really looked at it closely, we just did a quick overview of the commandments. But when we look at them, and if we look at them closely, it'll tell us how much we've really displeased our God. But when we see how sinful we are, and what a big problem we have, then through God's gracious gift of faith, we can see how gracious and loving a God we have. A God who, even though we deserve nothing but punishment, yet what does he don't want to do? He wants to give us his grace and love. He wants to forgive us. He wants us to be children of the light, his believing children. And he wants us to be his believing children. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven when we on our own would deserve nothing but punishment. But that's our heavenly father. He loved us so much that he sent his son to live and to die to pay for the sins that we've committed that would should alienate us from God. And he sends the Holy Spirit to call us to faith and make us believing children of God, to make us children of the light. Oh, being a child of God, it means that we know we're not perfect and yeah, we can't earn God's blessings. We know we're not perfect, but we know by God's grace that we're forgiven and that God will give us the help that we need to fight the good fight of faith, to fight against the sin that's in our lives. Well, we'll want to live as children of the light because that's what we are, children of the light, not children of Satan and sin, but children of the light. And we want to live as children of the light because then what God can do is God can use our lives to lead others to the light and to Jesus. Paul quotes the prophet Isaiah when he said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. This is the gospel call to someone who would be dead in his sins. And now we can use 
these words or other words from Scripture to tell people what it means to have Christ shining in our hearts and lives. And what a blessing it is to think about Christ shining in our hearts and lives. And what does it mean? It means that, well, through faith, we can see our sin and we can see that we're great sinners. But having Christ shining in our hearts and lives means that, yeah, we great sinners can then know that we also have an even greater Savior in Jesus. And now see, that's a message that we're going to want to share. Returning from a business trip, a man brought his wife, he had purchased for her a glow-in-the-dark matchbox. And he was thrilled to give it to her. He gave it to her, turned off the light, and when he turned off the light, well, the object wasn't visible. And his response, this must be a joke. And, well, the, the wife agreed, this must be a joke. And the husband exclaimed, I've been cheated. Well, the wife later on noticed that there were some French words that were on the box. And uh, she had a friend who knew the French language. And she translated it for her, and it said, if you want me to shine at night, keep me in the sunlight all day. So what she did is she put that gift from her husband in the window. And that evening, when he returned, she turned off the lights and the matchbox let off a brilliant glow. It was a beautiful box. The surprised husband saw that and said, what did you do? She said, I found the secret. Before it can shine in the dark, it must be exposed to the light. Likewise, if we're supposed to be Christ's witnesses, we are children of the light. Let's keep on regularly and faithfully looking to God's word and the sacraments so that God's Son is shining in our hearts and our lives so that we can shine and so that God can use us to lead others to the light. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us out of the darkness of sin and into the light of the gospel. Help us now to live as children of the light and use us to lead others to the light, to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.